Welcome to the DCOM After Dark podcast. I am your host, Kevin, and I'm here once again, as always, with Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? I'm feeling very merry. Yes, yeah, so am I, because this week we are going to be doing a Christmas special. Woohoo! There's not very many Christmas DCOMs. But we're going to be covering them over the next few, I guess, years, because we're really going to do them around Christmas time. And we're going to start off with, I was going to say one of my favorites, but we're going to start off with one of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Gonna, I'm going to do my the... best to, like, not let my daddy issues come out on this one, because <laughs> I've got I've got some massive issues. But I've got thoughts and I've got comments as well. We're going to be doing the ultimate Christmas present. Nice film came out in 2000. Um, it, it's going to be, it's interesting. We have a special guest here, though, today. We have the Fury Podcast Network holiday correspondent, Noretta here. Hey, everybody. Noretta, it's good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to be back. So, Noretta, you covered Halloween Town 2 with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be on a future episode of the Top 5 discussing yes. Christmas movies. Yes. We brought you in today to do this one. I'm happy to do it. I'm not so happy about watching the movie, but uh, <laughs> I love being on the podcast. So, <laughs> I, yeah, so it, it, it was into my feelings. <laughs> it was interesting. Let, let's just get into it. Okay. So, this movie stars Haley Hirsch as Ali Thompson, it stars uh, Brenda Song as Sam Kwan. It has the mom from Lizzie McGuire, Haley Todd, playing her mom, Michelle Thompson. It has uh, Spencer Breslin. Did you know that's Abigail Breslin's brother? I did not, but I definitely know him as Curtis the Elf from the Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) He plays Joey Thompson, and then Greg Keane plays Steve Thompson, the dad. Santa Claus is in the movie, um, played by John Lowe. You know, one thing that really stood out to me, John Sally is in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Do you, I was going to say, I don't know if you knew who John Sally was, Lindsay. He's a former NBA player. Played I recognized him for sure. And <laughs> like, yeah. He plays an elf. Yes. <laughs> I well, I also, yeah, recognize Sparky the elf. So we have Crumpet yeah. and Sparky. From Coach, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes, from Coach. He's also in How I Met Your Mother. He plays Marshall's dad. Yeah. I think it's worth noting both these guys are over six feet tall. Yes, yeah. they're giants. They're giants, and they're playing elves, which is hilarious. When I saw yes. Sally, I was like, that, that, that guy's a basketball player, but who is it? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of what his name was. I, I, I looked at him, and I was like, he's the original Buddy the Elf, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Giant elf doing elf stuff or human stuff, I guess, as an elf. It was, it was, it was great. Interestingly enough, Hallie is the first one of these people within one of these movies that didn't go on to do a bunch of Disney stuff after this. Well, I got a few theories on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we probably have some agreements on that one. Well, looking so. through her, her, wikipedia and her imdb she only had like recurring roles and she did tv films but uh nothing nothing substantial she played maddie grace johnson on jag over a two-year stretch 
I feel like that's where she looks familiar from. From watching Jack? Yeah, my dad loved that show when I was growing up, so like like when it was on. So I used to watch it with him sometimes. Now it all makes sense. Obviously, um, this is a Brenda song joint. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to get into the reason why we picked this one we picked first? <laughs> because it has Brenda song. When I was a youngster and she was a youngster, I had a huge crush on Brenda song. And then as an adult, and she's an adult, I still have a huge crush on Brenda song. <laughs> it's a little um, weird looking back on this one, though, because she is young. She's young. She's young. They're playing 13-year-old kids. In this movie, she was 2000 though, right? In 2000, I was 12. So this is about right. She just doesn't look. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I do too. But she just doesn't look 13 in this to me. She looks much younger than 13. And they didn't put like, she does not have a lot of like mascara or anything. So like, this is very kid-like looking. I think she was playing the type though. So she was born in 88 as well. I am one month older than her. (laughs) And... Which, which puts her at 12 also when this movie came out. So she was playing a 13-year-old. They are legitimately kids. Playing kids. Yeah. Doing, doing dumb kid stuff. Well, she's not doing any dumb kid stuff. But, no. but Allie is doing yeah. tons of dumb kid stuff the whole time. And we're going to get into that. Well, so before we even get into that, did you know that this movie just swept the uh, Young Artist Awards? In the year of 2000. It just swept the Young Artist Awards? It just took all of... How? It, Haley and Brenda uh-huh. took their... Um, they took their leading actress and supporting actress. And then um, Spencer Breslin was nominated for Young Actors Under 10, but he got beat out by the big-headed kid from uh, Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. So... I just clicked that um, that year's awards from the 22nd Young Artist Awards. Would you like to know some other winners from that awards? Of course. Hidden Penetier, she won Best Performance in a Feature Film for Supporting Young Actress for Remember the Titans. Mackenzie Vega wins for The Family Man for Performance in a Feature Film, Actress 10 or Younger. And Spencer Breslin still took home an award for yes, his role in The Kid. He still he beat out Jonathan Lipnicki, Jake Thomas, and Connor Matthews. Jonathan Lipnicki was nominated for The Little Vampire. So he still was a winner. Andrew Lawrence uh, took for The Other Me, best performance in a TV movie, leading young actor. Uh, Matthew O'Leary... From Mom's Got a Date with the Vampire was nominated for that one. Remember that one that we covered? Oh, yeah. Also, Robert Richard was nominated for Alley Cat Strike that same year. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, if I'm picking these winners, it's not going to this ultimate Christmas present cast. (laughs) It's not. I'm kind of shocked. Having covered these other films and going to check some out in the future because Haley beat out Kimberly J. Brown from Quince. Yeah, sure. And, she can have that. I'll give well, that. She also, she also beat out Tia and Tamira, both of them nominated together. Shocking. <laughs> for 17 again. She beat them out. And Brenda Song beat out Caitlin Wachs from Phantom of the Megaplex. We're going to check that out later. That's and a Caitlin, good one. At least I remember it being good. We'll see what you remember. What we'll see on the rewatch because. 
It's interesting on these rewatches, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> is is it who else won that year? Alex Bledel won for Gilmore Girls for best performance in a TV drama series. I love that show. She beat out Jessica Alba, who was nominated as well for a TV series. And then the last one that I want to note is uh, Michelle Trackenberg won for supporting young actress for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So shouts to her from the year, what, 2000, I said. Yeah, yes. But I, I mean, the ultimate Christmas present, man, just really loaded up on awards and noms that year. So Yeah, from the Young Artist Awards. But like how? But like how? I, um, I mean, I don't, okay, I mean, it's just my personal opinion. They're great actresses and actors. This plot was Plot's Crash. dumb. Yeah. Plot's yeah, dumb. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So it's not them. It was the movie. Yeah, um, the plot's real dumb. It is a really ridiculous plot. Like, I was like, I don't even understand how this can be happening. <laughs> you know, I one thing I will say, I don't know how I feel about her beating out Laura Vandervoort from Mom's Got a Day with a Vampire uh, yeah. for, for the award. Because that, she, Laura, did, she did a great job in that. In that. Her, <laughs> the sister, she did a great job. In I don't movie. know if I would go so far to say she was a leading actress in that movie, though. I guess, I guess she was. She was more of a supporting young actress in that film, from what I remember. Yeah. When we re- reviewed it recently. I guess she was in like every scene, but she was not the main character. Right, the brother Matt O'Leary, who came, who was a runner-up to Andrew Lawrence. He was the <laughs> real star. I think that's a yeah. travesty. Now looking back at it, we're yeah, gonna probably watch the other me eventually. But uh, he got robbed. He got robbed. He got robbed. <laughs> Andrew Lawrence is really gonna have to have, bring it when we watch the other me. <laughs> oh I'm yeah. Gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have a different opinion, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers, the Lawrence brothers. Well, that's probably what happened. You, they oh, saw yeah. the name, and they're like, uh, "Him, him, and Frankie Muniz are the two biggest names in this thing. We got to go ahead and give one of them, give them both these awards because he wins one later on for Malcolm in the Middle." So, should we get rolling on our terrible plot? Yes. Okay. So this All movie right. is not great, but we're going to talk about it. Yeah, and I think you'll probably agree with me that Brenda Song just doesn't get enough in this movie. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. She and she's the best part of the movie, other than Santa. Santa's really good, but Brenda Song, uh, yeah, she got gypped on this uh, on this script for sure. Mm-hmm. But we start our story, and it's three days before Christmas in Los Angeles. So we see scenes of Christmas in L.A., which is traffic, kids playing outside in their shorts and tank tops, and people decorating palm trees for the most part. We go inside to one of the neighbor's homes, and we find that Edwin Hadley is our local meteorologist, and he's reporting the weather on the TV, which is Mm -hmm. hot and sunny. Shocking. Edwin goes on to explain, like, the scientific reasons behind why it's hot and sunny and our main character Allie just says boring and turns off the tv because <laughs> she's so done with watching this guy and we've got mom on the phone and she's working out some details because she runs a catering company and she's getting mm-hmm. ready for all of her new year's or her christmas eve parties Dad now, i thought is- it was real interesting that she was running this catering company out of the house yeah. yes I, that, I mean, that's some industrious stuff in 2000. I agree, I and I even have more to say on that. <laughs> she, well, she had well, the double oven. 
she did have the double loving going. Uh, that was the main thing I noticed that she had to be able to do it in the house. I mean, she's yeah. doing full birds. She has an assistant. To do in your house, so much prep. <laughs> <laughs> like all the turkeys and the sides. They have like the so she has one assistant working in yeah. there, Reuben, and they they're they're putting in multiple birds and multiple ovens as she's putting everything together to cater to cater multiple Christmas. Eve parties? Christmas Day parties? Multiple parties. Yeah. I thought that was a... It's a lot. A lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, she sh- she's stressed, you can see. She says mm-hmm. multiple times, like, I have a lot going on. I could use your help. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Dad is prepping for a trip out of town. And little brother is pretty much just eating waffles, minding his own business. And Sam, Brenda Song, calls, mm-hmm. and Allie's like, come over immediately, because we just got invited to Blake's Christmas party. Now, okay, I am I was never a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they're so, how she's so obsessed with this boy, Blake, at such a young age. Lindsay? Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, so... I can see being obsessed with a boy. I cannot see her being obsessed with Blake. And I can get into this later, but we do meet Blake at one point, and this kid is nothing special. Yeah, I had a lot of issues when I saw who he was. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's plenty of boys at at 13 that I was obsessed with. They were mostly celebrities, but, you know, that's beside the point. She likes this regular boy, and she's, like, really excited. (laughs) Okay, I had two notes here. First off, I was like, how is she so um, excited about this young boy? Second thing, though, he's having a party on Christmas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was another issue for sure. But, on Christmas? Yeah. Does he not have a family? Apparently not. What's wrong with Blake? His parents. his parents probably want to get rid of him for the day. They brought, well, they probably went on vacation or something. They probably <laughs> yeah. left him at home alone. Yeah. Is he Macaulay Culkin? It's probably the nanny. <laughs> the nanny's probably like, just do whatever you want. Just do whatever. Out of my hair. <laughs> I'm have a party, okay? I mean, this is LA, right? So the nannies are a thing in LA. They are a thing in LA. <laughs> well, it could do like they mentioned later that it's something to do with popularity. Like this party's going to change their entire status. So maybe he is just like the rich kid. But they're not even in high school yet. They're in middle school. You gotta, you gotta make your place now. Before yeah, you gotta high start, start climbing that ladder before you get there. Jeez. For those of you that can't see, they're just I a mean, really big eye roll over here. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. Blake's family is probably not gonna run out of money by the time they get to high school. So he's probably still going to be rich and still going to be popular. I guess. They, yeah. they seem so, so, so young, though, to be caring about. This Blake no. boy. No, absolutely no. not. <laughs> you, you're just upset that Brenda Song wasn't into you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just didn't understand, like, the way she fawns over Blake from a phone call on a Christmas Day party. The party's on Christmas Day. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird, but her obsession is not. Okay. Definitely not. So Sam runs from across the street. So she is, they're like direct neighbors. Yeah. 
And that's when Allie fills her in on all the juicy party details. And they're going to arrive early to help set up so that they can actually spend some extra time with Blake. Now, do they both need to arrive early? Because it seems like Allie's really into them and Sam is just like her friend. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. It would be a little weird to come set up and like not bring extra people with you. That's like the whole like girls go to the bathroom in Paris thing. You yeah. always got to do stuff like that together. But you got to show up at Blake's house like together. Yeah, yeah you to decorate have your system. Yeah, to decorate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the more people, the faster it goes, right? I I guess, but <laughs> I feel like Sam's gonna be doing a lot of work, and Allie's gonna be doing a lot of flirting. Well, I mean, I know that as we're gonna get into, that's probably. True. <laughs> <laughs> this was before I knew anything about the girls. I was like, well, I know Allie's into this boy. And Sam is not. So (laughs) (laughs) you just volunteered us to decorate. I just volunteered you to decorate. Yeah, she was nonchalant about the things Allie was telling her about the Christmas. Yeah. Everything. The whole movie, she's nonchalant up until pretty much the end. Yeah. 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 Um, So mom starts going over the Christmas Day schedules of the family, which is extremely loaded, mostly because random kids named Blake throw Christmas parties (laughs) and I mean the little brother even has like a basketball tournament on Christmas day that's not that weird that's not that weird because you can get all the family together and you can do like a sporting thing like there's been other like tournaments they're like low-key tournaments they're not like I feel like this is like a super organized tournament though yeah 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 but it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like for like a half million dollars or anything like that. It's going to be like a smaller rec tournament that gets, because that way your parents are off so they can but see you play. But rec centers usually closed on Christmas Day? No, probably not for the tournament, just for the tournament. They're like not open for open, open mm-hmm. free play, open play. But that way your parents are off so they can see you play. And that's what Saturdays are for, right? Some parents aren't on Saturdays, <laughs> but everybody's off Christmas. I'm not everybody. Who? What's open on Christmas? I mean, I mean, the place that we all met. Uh, I mean, Disneyland. (laughs) Holidays together. One of my my favorite, favorite moments. I worked on Christmas at Disneyland. And one of my favorite moments was I was standing outside of Star Tours. And this guy and his family was there. And he was like, man, it's so busy up in here, man. Don't, why can't some of these families have stayed home? And I just like looked at him and said, right? (laughs) Like, like right, like why couldn't some of these families have stayed home? Man, those comments. So that I could have stayed home. <laughs> yeah. So like, people say stuff like that. I just like, I don't. Sometimes I don't even know how to react. I'm like, like, why didn't we start with you by now? <laughs> yeah, that's why I said, right? <laughs> yeah, no. It's you, like you want to complain yeah, about you, all I the mean, other families, but let's start with like, why didn't you? Stay why didn't you? Because <laughs> you're making a good point. You know, I mean, why didn't the family stay home? And I'm sure this was probably like, like. Almost all the way through your shift, and you. No, it was at the beginning. Like, it was at the beginning. Oh, I worked a twelve-hour so shift that day, so I started at twelve, and then I worked till twelve thirty, and it was like maybe at like one one fifteen. And like, for, yeah, for those of you who don't know, getting a comment like that at the beginning of your day, <laughs> make it a long day. <laughs> it was. It was especially when I was working a twelve-hour shift, and it was Chris. It was Christmas Day, yeah. And the guy says that, and, and like you said, he said it with such. He was oblivious to the fact that he, you are here with your family. <laughs> like people only like see what they're blind. Like you know, like this is my opinion, but it does not apply to me. Yeah, and he, he's talking about other people. He's like, I mean, I wish there was less people here, so me and my family could have came, and you still would have had to be here at work. 
guy. Yeah. 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 Oh man, Christmas is such a good time at Disneyland. All the stories I could tell, but that's for another podcast. That's for- <laughs> <laughs> and that's also why we wouldn't have been able to make it to the basketball tournament. One of the fews. One of the fews. Yeah. <laughs> so. Allie is wishing her dad a good trip before she heads out the door, and she has a last-minute request for some pro inline blades for Christmas. You know, uh-huh. these ones are road tested up to eighty miles per hour, and right. her, her other roller blades are just like so last year. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, does she have a rocket on these new ones? Like, is there a rocket on them? No. Is that how they like? No. No, they're just like better in line. Okay. Listen, if you if you Check out. We we recovered Brink recently. Um, I think it's gonna be re- released maybe a little bit later. But take a listen to that. You'll hear about it in my skating. <laughs> oh god, yep. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and specifically, why they need to be road tested up to eighty miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> I had rollerblades, but I don't remember them being fast. Or maybe oh. I just sucked at this. <laughs> maybe yeah. you're a terrible in my skater. It's very possible. <laughs> well. I guess inline skating was like really in in the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I thought we skateboarding should... was like the thing, but I guess it was inline skating. No, I had like the, I had the rollerblades and the knee pads, the helmet, the <laughs> pads. all the things, the whole gear. <laughs> I You're... was all ready for my rollerblading experience. <laughs> but perhaps you didn't have a downhill course, so you could hit forty-five plus miles per hour. <laughs> you know, I did not. I lived on a flat street. If I wanted to go downhill, I had to go uphill first. And ah, uphill yeah. was no joke. Not worth it. <laughs> I mean, I Hashtag get not worth it. Uphill both ways yeah. in the snow story, but you know, that's for later. Hashtag not worth it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad asks Allie if she remembers what Christmas is about, and she says, "Of course." Present before she says just kidding and runs out the door with Sam. It was it was really about presents. She she was right. Yes. So annoying. <laughs> she wasn't actually kidding. Uh one thing you didn't mention was that Joey, the brother, said he wanted this new video game system. And as I continue to search for an Xbox Series X, same bro. Same. Same. <laughs> So you only want the Xbox. You're not interested in the PlayStation? No, I don't need a PlayStation 5. I'm looking for an Xbox Series X. If anyone's listening out there and has <laughs> one for sale, um, just hit me up at Kevin at FuryPodcastNetwork.com <laughs> or drop in the DM, in the Instagram DMs, you know. <laughs> I'm not paying too one, much. Guys, that's his Christmas wish. That's- <laughs> yeah, you can help him find one. That'd be great. He will That'd thank be- you forever. So I, I feel Joey's pain when he wants that video game. so we get to school and the teacher asks Allie how her creative writing assignment is coming along and Allie makes up this story on the spot about what her creative assignment's about and she basically gets saved by the bell before she finishes it all I can't believe this teacher needles Allie like that Mm -hmm. in this class when Allie's busy writing Blake's name a million times but this is also when we first see him yeah, this is the first time you see him. She I didn't. He was a kid in the class, though. I didn't I straight up didn't him. catch that. Yeah, no, sitting, because she's like scribbling his name uh-huh. all over her notebook, and then she's like staring, staring at towards this him. Kid. Which is why the teacher's like, "Allie, you got this random creative writing assignment due tomorrow. How's it coming along?" Only person in the class that I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, granted, I will give her props. She would be really good at doing an improv. 
Well, yeah. yes, because she improvs the story, but it's great because Allie goes, uh, it's going great. And then the teacher doesn't go, okay, cool. She goes, well, tell me about it. And I'm like, well, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. You didn't ask anybody else. Like, you're, you, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I probably would have been embarrassed if that was <laughs> Exactly. I would have been like, uh, uh, <laughs> definitely not an improver here. But she makes it up on the go. Shakespeare. She I mean, it was I mean she writes the whole pickles. assignment. Yeah. She writes but the whole assignment it. right there. She's she like, had me at Tale of Two Pickles, though. I wanted to know more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, got, I got cut off. Well, after class, Allie is bitching about how unfair this assignment is. And Sam reminds her that they've had over a week to write it. And Sam, or Allie, just hasn't done it. And Allie's response to that is she's got to figure out a plan to get out of it. So it's due tomorrow, by the way. And, uh... This is when we run into Blake and actually see that it's Blake. And this kid is just, he's nothing special. Nothing special. And it's just like one liner, like, hey, you can still come to my party, right? Dumb. But yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I'm still going to get the help decorated, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that just prompts them to take a shortcut through the woods to get home because they only have 72 hours before Blake's party. So they got to save some time here. Well, I like the fact that Blake had like a, like a squad. He like walks up and there's like two. I thought there was three kids, but there's two that follow me. He's like, Hey, Allie, you still coming to my party? (laughs) Yeah, Blake, of course. And then Sam's like, do we got stuff to do, man? (laughs) (laughs) I did like the fact, Blake was boring, but I did like the fact that he had those two people with him. Yeah. I would have thought he had three too, but I guess he did. The other kid didn't didn't walk up. He had more of a presence. Yeah, the other kid didn't quite walk up. He like stood to the side, so I don't think he was really with them. I think he was walking by. Um, also, I like the fact that, uh, I don't know if I like the fact, but I, I, I noticed the fact that Allie, instead of just writing the paper, <laughs> she wanted a plan to not write the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how we get into this mess. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, so they take this shortcut through the woods, and I'm just going to completely ignore the fact that there are woods in Los Angeles. Right. Right, right, right. Because there's not. But I mean, go it ahead. Happen, right. right. Yeah. This isn't like Griffith Park. This is like straight up pine (laughs) trees. So I don't know where they are. But uh, they come across, uh, well, even before that, we get to see a little bit into Allie's character on this one because they get lost. Uh And Sam says, every time you say, trust me, I end up in detention or on a missing persons list. (laughs) So this is a good indicator that Allie sucks as a person and a friend very telling and it becomes even more obvious when they come across this log cabin in the woods and Allie immediately starts snooping on this house even though Sam is like there's a reason that somebody built a house all the way out here and it's probably privacy so how about we just leave right because this Mm -hmm. dude built a house all the way out here where we don't know where we're at Right, in woods in Los Angeles. He found woods in Los Angeles and built a house. Maybe he created them. He might have. So don't come this way. And then Allie's like, we should probably investigate. Right. 
So she starts spying through the windows yeah. and sees this old gentleman with this snowy white beard working and, on an invention. And she doesn't say, oh, man, someone lives here. We should probably leave. She then says, dare me to open to try to ring the doorbell. I'm like, what are you doing, fam? No, she wants to do a ding dong ditch. Yeah. Yep. And for those of you that don't know what ding dong ditch is, it's something that kids did back in the day where they would ring the doorbell and then run away and try not to get caught by the person living there. You can't really do that anymore because we have ring cameras now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, Ali, Ali tries to make a bet with Sam and she says, hey, dare me to ding dong ditch because if I do it, you got to write my paper. Or if I don't do it, you I get to write your paper too. And then she's like, "You're not even writing your paper. Why would I let you write my paper?" Well, she's like, well, she's like "And it's done. Right? I did the assignment, fam. You had a week to do this. It's already done. <laughs> I'm studious. What have you been doing? Well, come on, Sally well, making me bad best. But then she's a peeping tom, like you said. Mm-hmm. And like Sam's still trying to convince her not to do it, but Allie yeah. goes towards the wide open front door wide open front door and that's when this old guy throws the machine out the front door and into the trash and this guy runs this guy throws a machine out of his house into his trash Mm -hmm. correct that Allie sees okay good i just want to make sure that was established clarify that so Allie and sam are hiding on the side of the house and the old man comes out of the house and then pretty much goes off to the other side and out of sight, at which point Allie goes to the trash and grabs the machine out of the trash. So she takes the machine that's not hers out of another person's trash after she shouldn't have been at their house to begin with? Yeah, Correct. in the garbage, of course. Lindsay, I believe that's called stealing? Correct. Uh, no, because he But not if out. you ask her. <laughs> <laughs> she sees this man throw this thing out, she doesn't even know what this is. She's he's like, I'ma take it. And Sam's like, fam, don't do that, man. Come on. Why do you keep doing this dumb? Why are we friends? <laughs> yes. I was waiting for her to say that at some point. Why are we friends? But she never was, does. Well, this is no. the second time she's like, Why are we friends? First time when when Blake was talking about the stuff, I could see in Sam there was a thought bubble that said, Why are we friends? <laughs> and then when she stole this thing. She said, again, why are we friends? Why are we friends? It's a very valid question. Well, there's going to be a few other times throughout the movie where Sam says to herself, why are we friends? I get very annoyed with Allie in the way that she is to Sam. Yeah, terrible friend. She's a worse person. person. It's going to be terrible. So I spent some time trying to describe this machine, and I failed on every level. But it's like a golden egg that's got these little tiny round red balls for feet and it's like about the size of a basketball you know it takes two hands to hold and around Um, it there's like little knobs and levers yep and an antenna at the top correct carry it like a football which makes it even more weird yeah it's a very weird (laughs) design but you know that's how it is so Allie's got this machine and sam is begging her to just put it back because it's not ours fam bring it back and since Allie is a piece of shit she doesn't (laughs) and takes off with it 
Oh, and man, like, who does that though? Like, seriously, like, Allie. oh, let me just find this in somebody's trash and not know what the hell it is and be like, okay, it's mine now. <laughs> yeah. No problem. But like five seconds later, the old man comes back around and starts looking into the garbage to pick up the machine that he threw out in frustration. His, his, his machine that he threw out is on his own. Yeah. Well, it's not there, obviously, because Allie, the piece of shit, stole it. <laughs> so we get back home and mom is prepping for her parties and little brother is complaining about having all the extended family over for visiting over the break. And that's when Allie and Sam arrive. So Sam compliments the smell of food and that's when Allie complains that they never get to eat the good stuff. They only get the frozen stuff, which offends mom. I mean, I think the frozen stuff is the food that she also already made. Well, she corrects them and said, no, you get takeout, which, like... Yeah. I'm not takeout. Yeah, she just doesn't understand how good she does have it, I guess, (laughs) is my problem with her. Like, she's got an amazing friend, she's got a great family, and she takes it all for granted and just doesn't even... Ugh, she's awful. She does. Sorry, I'm letting my anger get out. (laughs) She doesn't appreciate anything that she has. No. So the girls go upstairs to play with their uh, stolen goods, basically. No, no. No, they go upstairs because Sam's like, we need to write this paper. (laughs) Oh, right. But that's not what they do. The cover story. Well, because she's like, there's a tight timeline that you worked out because you've agreed for us to do all these things. <laughs> and there's a very tight timeline and we need to follow it. And she's like, but I want to play with this thing I just found. When I was, I still, well, not found. I want to play with this stole. thing I just stole. So no, because she doesn't though, think it's stealing. Who won the bet on the writing the paper? <laughs> so technically <laughs> oh, That was speaking, not a deal. No deal. <laughs> no deal. But if it was a deal, Sam would have won because she didn't ring the doorbell. Correct. Because, like, I'm like, is it that she didn't, like, because did Allie actually lose? Because she was about to do it, and then a piece of metal came Doesn't out. matter if you were okay. about to do it. That's the whole point. She said, if I chicken out, the piece of metal flying out scared her. Yeah. She chickened out. So if there was a bet, but Sam was smart enough to say no deal, Allie would have lost. So Okay. Allie, Sorry to sidetrack. <laughs> no, it's fine. So Allie turns a knob on the machine And it starts, like, the top of the machine spinning, and the antenna comes out. And Sam's like, turn it off. Like, whatever you did, turn it off. So they touch another knob, and that's when it starts to create this cloud. And it starts raining in Allie's room. So they try to turn it off, but they just turn it up, which causes it to start pouring down rain in the room. Mm Mm-hmm. And... She's able to get it to stop raining, but then she realizes that she can control the cloud by pulling out the knob and using it as a joystick, which is super relevant for the rest of the plot. Yeah, I don't even know why that needed to be in there. Nope. Just to show all the cool it things has, it could it do. It zero purpose to the movie. Right. So <laughs> Sam asks if she can try, and Allie tells her no, and then and Allie reaches for the lightning knob. But before Which, that happened, I saw a thought bubble come across Sam's head, and she said, why are we friends? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Alan was really rude when she told her no. Yeah. I know. That was really well, annoying. And it almost gets them killed with lightning. Yeah. Yeah. But it no, strikes no, the lamp behind them, right? <laughs> yeah, it struck the lamp right behind them, like, to her right corner. 
And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, the lamp broke. Shattered and it, she's yeah. like, oh, okay. That's what that button that's, does. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the little brother, brother comes into the room and Allie kicks him out. And then they start using their body weight to prevent him from coming back in. And all he's really interested in is his Christmas present and what it is and if they're wrapping it. Yeah, but if so, he goes in there, then he'll see the cloud. Right. Well, he tells her, and she should have picked up on this, hide my present well because I always find them. Mm-hmm. And yet she does not really learn anything. Really, the whole movie, she doesn't learn anything. But She doesn't listen to anything. So now it's Sam's turn to play with the machine. And she takes about five seconds, like a logical person, to actually look at what the symbols are. However, that really doesn't stop her from creating a windstorm and then an earthquake. (laughs) Yes, this machine has an earthquake button, and it's not a small earthquake. It seems pretty big. And mom somehow just says, oh, it's just a truck passing by. (laughs) And her business partner, her assistant guy is like, yeah, that's what they said right before the big one in 94. Referencing the North Ridge earthquake, which had no foreshock, by the way. Right. So. <laughs> that was a bit of a. It was a, it was a L.A. you know if you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls just decide that they're going to leave that earthquake button alone. It's like, oh. Because you could kill mo- millions of people? Yeah, great. Awesome. So <laughs> they decide to play with the snow knob. And they start to make it snow in the room. And Sam has already understood like the true nature of what they have in their possession. And that it's a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> and perhaps they should take it back to the old man. And mm-hmm. uh, Allie, that like gives Allie the idea. She says, that hey, I need a snow day. You know what? Yep. You know what? I need a snow day to get out of doing the creative writing paper that I have wrote already. Right. <laughs> and I tell you what, she thinks she knows about snow days. <laughs> We're going to get into that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing that was so funny to me, she says, we can give me an extra two weeks to not write this paper, basically. Exactly. Yep. And gives us extra time to pick what we're going to wear to Blake's party. And Sam said, cool. Yeah, she's like, whatever. <laughs> oh, Blake's party. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I feel like she's like, let's not do this, but it doesn't matter. Anything she said in the past just gets pushed aside, and she does what she wants anyway. So yes. Yeah, Sam talking like, really has no purpose. <laughs> she has no concern for anyone else, are their opinions. No. She, not one single thought about the consequences of what would happen if you caused a blizzard in Los Angeles. Right. There's a lot of things. We're going to get into it because I have a lot of problems with the fact that they caused a blizzard in Los Angeles. <laughs> Being a native Los Angelino, I have a lot of problems with them having a blizzard in Los Angeles. Being a uh, person from a place where it snows a hell of a lot, I have a lot of issues with this winter. (laughs) Well, mom interrupts them, and she comes in to find that Allie's room is completely destroyed. Like, the floors are sopping wet, and she's Uh just yelling at them to clean up the mess. 
And mom almost finds the weather machine, which they hid under dirty laundry, but doesn't. Right. So mom leaves the room, and that's when Allie places the machine in the flower box outside her room and cranks it up, up to on snow. snow high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then left, left it there to sit. Because that's yeah. not a thing. <laughs> so Let nothing just, happens uh, immediately. About. Yes. Let's use this weapon of mass destruction to make sure I get out of writing a creative writing assignment that I already just spit out of my head and could just write down on paper. Yeah, I mean, that's too much effort, though. And it didn't seem there was any specific topic of the creative writing assignment anyway. So you literally could have just written anything as long as it was coherent. Yeah, they were straight up learning about writing paragraphs. So the whole assignment (laughs) was paragraphs. Yes. It's not like this was a hard assignment. Well, Sam suggests, since the machine isn't doing anything, they should probably get started on their papers. Yeah. So we cut to the North Pole, and Miss Claus is running the Christmas business from up there, and she has not heard from Mr. Claus, who is out at the summer cabin. Our two six-foot-plus elves come in to give Miss Claus a business proposition. And it's like, basically, they want to turn the North Pole into, like, business, basically. But Listen, she rejects like that. Crumpet and Sparky, they're cutting edge. Okay. At least Crumpet is. Sparky's... Listen, so Crumpet <laughs> has a lot of ideas on how to make... <laughs> the business of being in the North Pole run better. He wants to replace the elves with robots. He wants to have the elves work in customer service. Mm-hmm. He, him and Sparky, telemarketing. Telemarketing, yes. Yeah. Him and Sparky create a more efficient machine than the reindeer for right. a Santa to get around. And they have a couple software. A couple software ideas. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real big tech boom. You know what I'm saying? It's 2000. Yeah. They were, they knew the tech they were room, ahead of the game. Ahead of the game. <laughs> well, I, I like Crumpet. Sparky was whatever, but I like Crumpet a lot. <laughs> what's wrong? What's wrong with the guy from Coach? Uh, he just didn't have the like the the knowledge and the no, ideas. He was pretty dull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're taller well, than Buddy the Elf, by the way. They, oh they yeah, because John Sully's about almost seven feet tall. If he's not seven feet tall. Yeah, six mean, uh, eleven. Yeah. I so looked that way up. Taller than Elf. Yeah, way yeah. taller than than um. Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Yeah. yeah, playing Buddy. Well, while our elves are in there, Mister Claus calls Missus Claus to tell her that the weather machine has gone missing, and they creepily call each other Mama and Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge their relationship, Lindsay. Uh, it took me a hot second when he first called and called her Mama because I was like, "Wait, is that Santa Claus's son?" No. Nah. I feel like it's a southern thing that southern people do. Pet name. They call each other mama and papa in the south, I feel like. And I I don't Mm. mean to offend anybody. In the south. But, (laughs) I mean, it's a little pet name, you know? I feel like I've heard that people that are from, like, southern states, like, say that kind of stuff. Or the extreme north. Yes, yes. Or the extreme north. Well, Miss Claus says that she's going to send elves out to help him recover the machine. And like two of the best elves. Yeah, Fiona and Twinkle. Not Crumpin' and Sparky. <laughs> he can't. He cannot spare them this close to Christmas. So that's when Miss Claus suggests. Yeah, <laughs> Crumpin' and Sparky. 
Because they're not really yeah. doing anything real let, in, real uh, necessary. Let, let's be real. The only reason she went with them is because they were there when he called. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and perhaps to get them out of her way. Yeah. 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 Here, let Santa deal with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so she suggests that they take specific reindeer. Can't remember mm-hmm. which specific reindeer. But uh, Crumpet is... Yeah. Probably. But uh, Crumpet is scared of reindeer. So they suggest that they take their own invention, which is the North Pole SUV, the Santa Utility Vehicle. Uh, he, he didn't he pet of one? He poked it, ah. and, then, and then it bit him. And then bit him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he tried to say he was pet. I'm sorry, I just really wanted to get that. Yeah, out there. he said he pet it, and then then uh, Crump was like, "Bro, he poked, no, poked it. it like this," and then, <laughs> then Sparky got all mad because he poked him. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so instead, they're going to take the Santa utility, utility vehicle. vehicle, which looks oh like a gosh. little red convertible, but it flies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it how it's any different than Phil Coulson's Lola. <laughs> you know, his, it his, might his, not be. It might Lola, be the, the same little, car, the Corvette, the, the convertible yeah. that uh, that Phil Coulson from Agents of Shield and from the Shield uh, from the movies that he drives. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> It probably is the same, same. (laughs) (laughs) They probably pulled it out for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. (laughs) So back at the Thompson house, Dad has called to basically discipline Allie for destroying her room and tells her that Santa might find out and we wouldn't want that. Well, Allie's also starting to write this paper, you know? (laughs) Because when she turned on the snow machine and nothing happened, she was like, well, I guess I am writing this paper, yeah. which you should have just did all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she starts by asking her brother if she knows any if he knows anything about Shakespeare. I think this kid's like in sixth school. grade. Yeah. So yeah. he says Shakespeare. Who? <laughs> like, well, all of this gets interrupted because Mom notices that it starts snowing outside. So yep. the family runs out to go play in the snow, and Sam and her mom cross the street, and they're all playing along and the little brother starts singing deck the halls they all join in and then we jump to crumpet and sparky and sparky is singing deck the halls Mm -hmm. as they're flying over the country i guess in the little convertible yes Mm -hmm. so i mean Sparky wants to make a pit stop to pee, and he tells him no. They've got three hours left to just cross his legs, which sounds like a terrible plan. But that's when he notices that... Well, um, Sparky's like, are we heading east? And then Crump is like, nah, man, that's a fuel gauge. It's on E. Right. he's like, remember when I told you to put gas? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." He's like, did you put gas? Probably not. Probably not. Nah, nah. So they land. Can we talk about how they land, though? How it's umbrellas. Umbrellas. Umbrellas, like, pop up, like, four of them. And they slowly descend down onto wherever they're landing. Somehow umbrellas make really good parachutes. (laughs) Well, I'm glad they at least put something in there. Because if it just would have run out of gas and it just dropped out of thin air, I would have been, yeah, I would have been pretty upset. Yeah. Just dead elves all over. I mean, they're elves, though. They probably would have been fine. Probably, but then they might have hurt some real people. I mean, maybe. But after, <laughs> so after they fly over the land, we then cut to like the news station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know the news station that she watched in the beginning would be relevant. Right, right. Because it doesn't seem like it. 
Right. Well, just because like, they make it like a super nonchalant thing at the beginning where she's just bored because she's a teenager. They really could have cut it out, but we're yeah. going to go with it anyway because <laughs> we're back at Edwin Hadley, who is going live oh. to report on the weather. And he loses his balance right as they go live <laughs> and like is awkwardly hanging off of the news desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He reports the weather is as predicted, sunny and 82. There's and someone hands him a bulletin. Someone right. hands him a bulletin. Says it's snowing, bro. It's snowing. In Los Angeles. And, and he reads like, it. Nah. Okay, but like, what weather guy goes on air without looking at what's going on? Like, granted, I realize that this is like a well, because Ed felt like Ed, Ed be studying the weather, and the weather pattern said it should be sunny on another Christmas day in Los Angeles. But like, what weather man goes on air and doesn't look right before he goes on air? Ed. Okay. The guy Just... in Los Angeles. Ed <laughs> and... I don't know. I don't know also that Johnny Mountain and Dallas Rains, who are, were both weather reporters in, on ABC in Los Angeles, I'm not sure they're looking at the weather report too often. It's sunny. We looked. It's still sunny. Yep. Oh, look. There's a storm front coming. It should be through. In the next three hours, and then I mean, it'll be they, sunny. Again. But like the like I I'm obviously I lived in, in California for a while, but I'm not as familiar with these guys as you are. But they were like more recent weathermen, right? Uh, I mean, it was when I was a kid. Oh. Johnny Mountain was was. So a, they probably had the same technology he did. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Dallas Rains. That's, that's what I was trying yeah. to figure out. I remember their names. I don't feel like those are real names. I don't feel like those are real names. There's Dallas Rains. He's a weatherman named Dallas Rains. I mean, it could be. There's people named Dallas Rains. No, but last name Rains. He's a weatherman. I mean, maybe and then the that's other, why he became a weatherman. Well, the other guy's name is Johnny Mountain. Johnny Mountain, he's a weatherman. I don't think those are real names. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but that's what they went by on the KABC years ago. I'm going to look it up. Go ahead. <laughs> well, he is super adamant that this bulletin is wrong and it can't possibly be snowing in Los Angeles. And he is fighting it and fighting it and fighting it until... One of the stage people throws a snowball at his head, which causes him to fall down. That was really he, funny. That was probably the uh, first time I laughed so far in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he gets back up and then reports that it is snowing in his most boring manner that he can. And after his broadcast, we see him with a Bunsen burner doing some tests <laughs> on the snow in this news studio, by the way. <laughs> so and many things wrong. He's got a computer that is showing that the storm is localized over Los Angeles, and he is determined to find where the storm started before the night is through. I feel like that's pretty advanced technology for 2000. Am I wrong? A radar? No, like him being able to like pinpoint it that fast just by a little. Oh, well, we also know that he doesn't really do it that fast, right? Because we're still three days before Christmas. True story. True story. I stand corrected. Um, I also apparently stand corrected. Dallas Rain said back in on Valentine's Day of 2014 that Rains is his real last name. He's asked all the time. He was born to do weather. I still don't necessarily believe him, but that's what (laughs) he said on Twitter to a fan. Is it even spelled like rains, or is it it's spelled differently? R A I N E S. Wow. Yeah. 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 Born to do weather, unlike <laughs> Edwin Hadley. <laughs> so Edwin gets called into the big man's office, and when the boss asks him 
what he wants for Christmas, he starts asking for a raise. <laughs> this is when the boss takes the opportunity to rip him apart about everything. Down to the bow yeah. ties that he wears. And this dude was terrible. Down to the fact that he only has his job because of his sister. Yep. <laughs> and then it cuts to a picture of the actor who plays Edwin dressed as a woman being kissed by this guy on the cheek. <laughs> and uh, apparently his sister says it's time for him to get fired because he's that bad. <laughs> and the boss says he's got one last chance to not be boring. <clears throat> so get out there and tell me some interesting stories about celebrities that can't make it into work. Because like, it's Bachelor snowing. Is going to cancel their concert? Is Brad Pitt going to make it to work? Those <laughs> ones? The people want to know. <laughs> so the next morning, Allie is watching the news and waiting for Edwin to announce the school closures. And she gets so frustrated by waiting for him to say it, she just changes the channel. And the reporter starts listing off all the schools, and her brother's school gets called, but then Allie's school gets passed over alphabetically. And she has a sour face for about half a second before the reporter announces, oh, she skipped Grant Middle School, at which point the kids start going crazy. They're stoked because... How predictable. They, well, I thought it was going to be funny if they were the only ones open. <laughs> well, right. I do have to say that they did a really good job <clears throat> with the anticipation and waiting to hear if your school was close because I remember many a winter day sitting there on the news waiting for them to announce school closures and being real excited when my school was closed, even though I knew it was going to be a thing because you couldn't even like go outside. But I'm just going to say that was pretty accurate. Well, now you can just look it up on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but not back when I was in school. That's true. We're not going to talk about the ancient days. <laughs> so Allie runs outside in her short sleeve shirt and she's meeting with Sam and they're celebrating school being canceled before she realizes that it's freezing outside and has to go back inside to get a jacket. Okay. And then but she but she like she gets a jacket and then did you see what her hat was? No. It was like one of those bucket hats. The heck is a bucket hat gonna do in the snow? I have a lot of issues with that. My bad. I apologize. I digress. (laughs) Well, we have a whole montage of her and other kids playing in the snow, and you know, snow angels, sledding, all your classic winter sport fun. And we see Crumpet and Sparky arrive at the summer cabin to Santa's disappointment. Because he was expecting his best elves, not these dudes. And they start looking for the machine in all the same places that Santa's already looked. Including his pockets, which is dumb because it can't fit in his pockets. (laughs) Um, Santa lifts up a trash can lid and finds a perfectly preserved footprint in the dirt. Right. But how come he didn't see them in the first place? The footprint? Yeah, when he was first looking for the weather machine. Ah, because sometimes, you know, things are under things, Noretta, and you're not looking for it. there are other footprints, not just that one. I want to know how the... I want to know how the trash can lid, (laughs) which was probably already on the floor, Mm -hmm. is now covering this footprint. (laughs) I took it that he was, like, moving a bunch of stuff trying to find it. So he probably 
moved the lid and covered the footprint before he noticed because he thought he misplaced it. And you know what? I, I'm going to go with that because the snow really brings out the footprint because it was covered under that one area. Mm-hmm. But he somehow remarkably put it so strategically <laughs> over it that yes. the footprint's in like the center, center right? of the, yeah. the spot. But this yeah. is when he notices that he didn't just misplace it. It's his worst fear. It's been stolen. Yep. Stolen. Because it was that is it, the it's the proper, <laughs> proper term. Word. Yes. Yeah. So back at the house, mom is on the phone assuring her party planners that everything's gonna be fine. The snow's not gonna slow anything down. And there's, dad calls. There's literally snow in people's convertibles. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's Los uh, Angeles. Mm-hmm. And it's snowing because mm-hmm. Allie thought this was a good idea because mm-hmm. literally no one in Los Angeles is ready because for a what snowstorm. Allie wants is all that matters. Ah. Okay, let's just get that straight. Like ah. the only thing that matters is that she gets her way. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Okay, but school's canceled. Why wouldn't you just shut off the machine? Shut off the machine at that point. Right? You you already got what you wanted. School's canceled. They're not going to call you back in half day in just the Just kidding, afternoon. guys. School's back open. Everybody come in. <laughs> uh, but she doesn't do that so it conti- right continues to snow dad calls to say his flight's been delayed because the la storm has now made it to san francisco mm. and all the planes are grounded because of it right so mom tells dad that she can't find the rollerblades that ali wanted to save her life and asked if dad has time, can he pick them up? And Allie is a size seven. So the moment that the dad said the flight was canceled, I wrote Allie ruined Christmas for everyone. And we're not even there yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. This flight's delayed. It's going to get canceled, which means he can't come home. And Joey wants to know when we can buy a tree. And mom said, when dad comes home from going to San Francisco to do some pre Amazon stuff, so, I said that, I said, Allie's selfish wants of not to write a paper and to spend time with Blake is going to get everybody mad at her because mm-hmm. she's an idiot. But yeah. not just her family, right? We are saying this storm is co- covering Los Angeles to San Francisco. Do you know how many Christmases you're actually ruining? Not just right. her families. Right. Yep. So... We jump back to the summer cabin, and the elves are running one of their new software programs. So Crump has this new software, right, where you could analyze (laughs) the tread and the ridges of the shoe to determine which shoe it is and what year and what model. But there's another computer called Santa who will just tell you exactly what it is (laughs) based on the print. Because he gave out 40000 last year. So he knows that those are Adidas. And then, and- now, okay, now I want to talk about this before you get into the second part of the numbers. <laughs> I really like Crumpet's system to figure things out, right? Yeah. But Santa's been in the game so long. Yeah, I mean, you can't really, like, beat Santa, his knowledge. Correct. And so when yeah. Santa's like, you're, you, I'm sure you have the numbers there, Lindsay, when he's like, 40,000 of these pairs I gave out looks like to be about a size seven mm-hmm. female shoe. I only gave about 10,000 of those of those 10,000, 5,000 live in the LA area of that 5,000, 400 are on the naughty list. We're going to run with that. And I was mm-hmm. like, 
dang. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Was, and then they have their own thing for the uh, nice and naughty list. But, you know, Sam, he already got that unlocked. Yeah. And because then, then Crump was <laughs> like, oh, we got a system. We automated that too, Sam. And he's like, cool, cool. I have this giant list and I know every <laughs> name on it because I saw it and I checked it twice. Basically, Crumpet should be working for the L.A. Police Department. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what we're learning here. He's in the wrong business. And Santa just doesn't appreciate his talents because (laughs) Santa is magic. Yeah, yeah, he's got it all right there in his head. But, you know, I like how they're trying to revolutionize the game with the tech, though. Yeah. I I appreciate it. (laughs) But Santa using the naughty list to hunt down Allie is ingenious. He said... I sold about X amount. Do you have all the numbers there? No. So he has, he's like, I sold, I gave out about X amount of these, but we could just throw out the nice girls because they wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if Sam's on the nice list or the naughty list. She's definitely on the nice list. But Allie is yeah, for sure. For no, sure. Allie's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So, and here's another example of why. Because Back at Allie's place, she is showing Sam her outfit choice for the party, which is her new red shirt and black skirt. And Sam says she really likes it, considering she loaned it to her last week. Terrible and then, friend. In that moment, Sam was like, why are we friends? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, but, and then her, but then her comment after she reminds her she loaned it to her, you might as well just give it to me as an early Christmas present. Bitch, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. She well, that's the thing though, right? Because Sam's not getting that back, so right. might as yeah. well make it a gift. Because anything she thing. says is useless. Oh, but Allie's like, remember that time I gave you back the Lion King DV, uh, video, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. she was like, right, but I gave you that when I was six and we're thirteen. You just gave it to me like recently. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So mom gives them the news that dad's flight has officially been canceled. And Joey is pretty upset considering tomorrow is Christmas Eve. And that that means that dad might miss Christmas. Mm -hmm. And Allie and Sam run upstairs to turn off the machine. Because this is now when it's occurring to them to turn off the machine. Not them, to Allie. Mm Because Sam's like, we should have never turned this thing on to begin with. Why are we have this in our possession? Yep. Give it back to the old man. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't stop snowing immediately, just like it didn't start snowing immediately. So Mm -hmm. Allie, she's like, I didn't realize it would make it all the way to San Francisco. And obviously she wants her dad home for Christmas and she starts going into how awful it would be if her dad wasn't around for Christmas. And she's saying this before she realizes that she's talking to Sam and Sam's dad has passed away. So she's being so insensitive. So terrible. She's like, okay, so honestly, I feel like she's worse than uh, Marnie was with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's way more dense. Like she doesn't even like look at others. She can't even like, see other people's feelings at least like marnie kind of had a little bit of a sense of that well i think she's known her since they were little so yeah. i mean at least since they were six yeah they've known so she knows that she doesn't have a dad and that she views Allie's dad like a second dad mm-hmm. um like a father figure so when he can't be home for christmas it crushes her too right but Allie is selfish right she only cares terrible. about what she wants uh-huh how it makes things it's like her feel. so painful because 
it's yeah. all her fault. And then she's like, oh, it's so awful that my dad can't be around when Sam has no control over her father being around. And, oh, it's just so infuriating. <laughs> now, one one criticism I have for this is that uh, we're 40 minutes in and we're just now getting this to this information in this movie. 40 minutes into the film and 40 minutes into a film is an hour and 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So 40 minutes in we're like, Oh, Sam doesn't have a dad. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I mean, that sucks. That's why I haven't seen him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) And then, and then Sam has a tear come down and I was like, wait, this is a real dramatic moment. 40 minutes into the thing that I'm supposed to care about. Yep. Well, Allie tells Sam that every Christmas her dad gives her mom a charm for a charm bracelet and he gave her the bracelet their first Christmas and even though mom knows she's going to get the charm it's still a very emotional thing and she's just getting upset at the fact that they might miss that moment because of her and her stupid choices and stupid actions if this movie was made 10 years later do you think they call it a Pandora bracelet and then get that Pandora money oh yeah yeah. for sure so Allie Tell Sam that we got to fix this. Uh-huh. And that's when the snow stops. Yeah. So looks like everything's going to work out. Uh-huh. So mom is working on the Christmas Eve schedules, trying to get everything shuffled so that they can spend more time together. And Edwin is sucking it up on the TV like usual in the background. And the kids have decorated a cactus as a replacement Christmas tree just in case dad gets home late and they can't pick out a tree. They light a fire in the fireplace and they make some s'mores and they start talking about their busy schedules and pretty much how much they miss dad. Mm -hmm. So in the night, the machine turns itself back on. And when she wakes up in the morning, it is not a pleasant snowfall, but a full on blizzard. Blizzard. It's super windy. So much snow. It's not like that light, fun snow from the day before. This is tough. And on top of that, they live in Los Angeles. So nobody got no snow chains. Nobody right. got that, that stuff for their tires. And nobody ready for no snow. If if I lived in LA and it was snowing, I'm saying you told me to shovel something? I ain't going nowhere. I'm sitting in the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's going on? That's the thing. So Allie and her brother are shoveling the driveway, even though like you're not going anywhere. Well on top of that, where they get the shovels? Driveway. Where they get the shovels? That's what oh, I, it was I like, that's what I would like to know because who who in LA owns a snow shovel? Well, one of them definitely wasn't a snow shovel. It was like a straight up garden oh, yeah. shovel. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of them was a garden shovel, but the other one looked like a, a snow shovel. Uh, you know, which reminded me of a trip I went on recently when we got stuck in the snow, and I was trying to shovel the driveway with a garden shovel. That was cool. <laughs> so um, works really well, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Allie's mom is trying to convince Sam's mom to stay home from work because of the storm, but she works at a hospital and she's kind of needed. Sam's mom's an essential worker and (laughs) she has to go in. So this moment freaked me out because normally in stories like this, when you're like warning somebody to stay home, please don't go. Something terrible happens to them. Mm -hmm. And I was freaking out because I was like, if Sam Loses is her losing mom? her mom because of your stupid <laughs> actions yeah. and your selfishness because you wouldn't write five paragraphs or whatever. <laughs> but luckily, nothing comes of that. And 
Sam's mom, as far as we know, makes like it, it to work just fine. An unnecessary part to the movie. Well, the fact like, that they mentioned she's like in the nursing in the hospital field, I was like, that's typecasting. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you just made the Asian lady a doctor. <laughs> but I, like, I, I feel like this. It felt like they were trying to set something up, so maybe it just it made it to the cutting room floor. Um, Ultimate Christmas present too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sam's that mom got her groove back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but like it just at, when it, when you look at the movie overall, that scene just didn't. It was unnecessary. Like, yeah, it was like yeah. so. Could have they could have ended it with her telling uh, Sam to be good while she was gone because you got a clear point that she was clearly going to work. And we already saw how bad the weather was. Yeah, yeah. So we I need to see. Yeah. That's yeah. that's our way of sh- showing that other people are being affected by this uh, and a lot of other people, right? Yeah. The hospital is full. <laughs> and um, Sam is asking Allie, like, what is going on? And Allie's like, it turned itself back on. None of the buttons are working anymore. This thing's out of control. Yeah. In the middle of the night, it turned itself back on and then it just kept going. That's how it blizzarded. <laughs> blizzard did, did. So we jump back to the news studio and as we have just born, been informed, yes, that the cast of Friends is trapped in the studio. So Ed, Ed, Ed's boss wants him to do sensationalized celebrity stories. Ed just wants to focus on the the weather itself, wants to report on the news. Yep. Because yeah, I mean, in the last time he talks about Jennifer Love Hewitt slipped on some ice. <laughs> yep. And then he mentions the the friends cast is stuck in their studio, but Ed is focused on trying to figure out where this storm is coming from. He right. point, he points it to a house. Getting the address. Yep. So he grabs his jacket and starts heading out to Allie's house. So yeah. we jump back to the house and we've just been informed that the extended family is not coming for Christmas. Dad is still stuck in San Francisco. There's no way that he's going to make it. There's, he can't rent a car. All the roads are closed. Remember that time I said that Ali was going to ruin this for everybody. Mm-hmm. This is that time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mom's no one from the family's coming. Mm-hmm. Dad can't make it home. Mm-hmm. Mom is literally having parties canceled. Losing all uh-huh. that money. Losing all that money that they need. Do you think she had a cancellation policy, though? She uh, should. I think, but I'm sure, like, an act of God would not be covered. But weather isn't considered an act of God. Uh, would it not be if this was a <laughs> unusual <laughs> weather? <laughs> like, did, did you write a blizzard into the clause? I don't know, I don't know Lindsay. Would this be considered an act of God? <laughs> In Los Angeles? Maybe. Yeah, because this is because there's no blizzards like this. And so that that would not be written in there normally. So that would be yeah. something that's odd. And then, so all this stuff's getting canceled, but heaven forbid the worst thing happened, Lindsay. Blake's party got canceled. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin's face right now when he was about ready to say that. <laughs> the worst that's thing, Blake's, part of the whole thing, Blake's party got canceled, guys. <laughs> Allie's now really upset with herself. Well, Sam tells her that she single-handedly destroyed all of their lives. Right, right, right. Which she did. And then Allie gives <laughs> Sam some super unnecessary sass back. Oh, yeah, I think I wrote a comment about this. I don't know where it's This is when Sam, I think, said out loud, why are we friends? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, because she's like offending Sam left and right all the way up until this point. And then Sam says one thing, calling her out on her nonsense. And she gets offended by it. Yeah. Like, come on now. <laughs> the worst. Mm-hmm. 
So um, Sam's like, we got to try anything, right? Anything mm-hmm. to shut this thing down. And they walk into their room and find that the little brother is climbing out the window trying to get to the machine. He got a glimpse of it. And he told her earlier right. in the movie, he said, listen, man, if you're trying to hide mm-hmm. my, my, birth, my Christmas present, I'm going to find it. He warned her. Yeah. To be fair, warned he her. warned her. But she so- starts begging him, like, please just leave it alone. It's not your present. Don't touch it. Not that he would listen. Because yeah. I think it runs right. in the family. They just don't listen. And then, yeah. Yeah. So Sam suggests that they give the old man the machine back again. And right. Allie's like, well, we can't leave because of the storm. And basically, I'm scared to go out there. I'm scared to go back to that guy. Not that I did anything wrong. Yeah, she um, says, not that I did anything wrong. And then she also says, why didn't you try to stop me? And Sam's like, bro. <laughs> bro. Only every other every step of the way, I tried to stop you. <laughs> yeah. Well, she calls her a chicken yeah. because she never she never stands up for anything, and they they end up losing power at this. Allie point, calls which, Sam a chicken, just to be yeah, cl- yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. Allie, yeah. who's the troublemaker, calls Sam the good kid a chicken for not doing bad kid stuff. Mm-hmm. In because, high school, like, they you go, never stand up to me. Basically, in high school, like, I do. Gonna, you just ignore me. In high school, they're going to go way different ways. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. going to drift way apart. Sam is going to be cool, and Allie is going to be an outcast. Uh, no, Allie's going to be cool, <laughs> no, and then pregnant. she's going to get pregnant. Pregnant. That's <laughs> what's going to happen. She's going to be cool, then she will get pregnant, and then she'll drop out her junior year, and then she will be living at home, and that mom will stop catering, and she's going to help her raise this baby. Where's all the money for all the things for her new inline blades that she wants going to come from if mom stops catering though uh the dad actually had that dog bone business blow up bones for bowser (laughs) bones for bowser (laughs) blew up because it was the beginning of the dot com he sold it and they made all that money that trip to san francisco real lucrative trip to san francisco (laughs) was real lucrative you know what's real crazy noretta I just did that creative writing right now. <laughs> if I just flesh that out a little bit, I have just written a five-page, single-space paragraph. So you're saying thing. you could have got the assignment done on time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just made that up right now because it's all it took. It's all it took. And then none of this happens. So Al- when they lose power, Allie apologizes for being a bitch and explains she's just scared because she doesn't know what to do anymore. And this is when Sans suggests they use a lead box to stop the signal from sending out the storm. It's genius. Because why? Super genius. Why should they use the lead box? Well, because it stopped Superman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so Allie suggests they use Dad's toolbox, which is in the garage outside. So they start to go outside, and little brother tattles on them. How do they not take the machine with them? Well, because it would cause a storm in the house, yeah. Yeah. Would it? Yeah, I feel like it would. Yes, we see that like five seconds later. When if you I guess he does when he brings it in. Yeah, (laughs) when he brings it in. I guess you are right. (laughs) So in that moment, um. Mom catches them and they say that they're just going to go outside to get flashlights because the power's out and it's going to get dark soon and they're going to need it. So since the girls go outside, the brother is like, oh, I've got an opportunity to go get that present out of the flower box. Before they even go outside, they Joey tries to come in the room. They yell. Well, Allie yells for their mom. 
Joey has to go downstairs. Joey's put on timeout. As they're sneaking out, she motions to Joey that, shh, don't tell. And he's like, okay. And the moment she walks past them, the girl to try to sneak out the house. And they're like, Joey. And I'm like, bro, you just got him in trouble. What did <laughs> yeah. you think was going to happen? I feel like this was totally my parents during snow days when I was growing up. <laughs> Watching this made me feel bad for my mom. I feel like I should apologize to her <laughs> for being a terror. Mrs. Griffith, if you're out there and listening, Loretta apologizes. I mean, come on, guys. She didn't even know what a podcast was. So She's probably not listening, but if she is, Loretta's sorry. So... The girls run out to the garage. It's pitch black. They hear a bunch of ouches and oopses coming from Santa and the elves, and the girls realize they're not alone. And they turn on the light, and they all start screaming at each other. This actually has to be pretty terrifying, to walk into a pitch black garage and find three grown-ass men hiding in there when you're 13. Yes. Oh, we skipped a part, though. So Santa... Uh, is hunting down the the naughty girls, right? Mm-hmm. Which sounds real real dirty, but it's not, right? He's hunting down the girls on the naughty list. Um, it is super dirty. He says it several times. <laughs> he says on my L.A. naughty girl list. Yeah, can we? Since we're also talking about, like, can we talk about the scene where they're like walking to go to the the vehicle to do that, and they're all wearing their sunglasses? Yeah, they slowly <laughs> walk like out my there. Favorite scene in the whole movie. They're slowly <laughs> walking out there. To go get this done. They're popping in on kids. Like, just showing up and then saying, you know what that weather machine is? And they're like, no. And they're like, all right, I believe you. When, when Santa goes to the little girl that was eating the candy, like Mary Jo or whatever. Yeah. And he, like, takes off his glasses. That was, like, a total Horatio Kane moment. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen CSI Miami, and you probably have no idea who I'm talking about. But he oh, does man. But in that show where he, like, stops and he looks at something. And then he removes his glasses and he does it in this real dramatic way. And I was like, he learned from Horatio Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so he does that. That's another man that gives me daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, he shows up and he takes off. His, he shows up at that girl's house, the little girl's house. <laughs> that one was funny because he pops, he like apparates in, mm-hmm. right? Appears. And then he's like, did you, you take that weather machine? She's like, nah. Santa, what are you doing here? And he's like, like I'll just check practice. it. Yeah, I have an alibi and everything. And he's like, okay. And then he, when she's like, who are you? And her mom's like, who are you talking to? He apparates out. And she's like, nobody. <laughs> Santa, oh no, Santa. Santa, and then she shows up. And she's and like, she I don't. She gets in trouble. <laughs> she gets in trouble, yep. It's like, what did I tell you about Tad or lying? Yeah. Fibbing. Yeah. fibbing. Go to your room. Oh, She's God. like, Mom, oh, Mom, I wasn't lying. Oh, that was so good. And so at this point, they have now gotten to Allie like 200 and something on right. the list. 63. She is number 263 on the LA Naughty Girl list. <laughs> and now we know why Santa has a summer vacation house in Los Angeles. There's a lot of kids there that he has to keep his eye on. Mm, no, yeah. not a lot of naughty girls in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and he shows up in there and they, they stumble into Santa. They get spooked. Um, yeah, well, he tries to convince them using his Santa skills that he is Santa, 
And all of these things are straight up things a stalker would know, which is mm-hmm. even creepier. But see, that's the thing, though, right? It's not even the things a stalker, a stalker will know. It's deeper than that. Yet Allie doesn't believe it because she's like, he's like, let me give you your full government name. <laughs> you have been doing these things. I know you put this on your list. And this is your best friend. And this is her full government name. You guys have been best friends for X amount of time. And these are the things she has on her list. And you're on the naughty list. And she is not. So, why are you guys friends? <laughs> you not say that. <laughs> but in order to convince Allie, he does get deeper. And he says that although your family looks perfect on the outside, they get too busy to spend time with each other. And that makes you sad. So you skipped a very important part, though. He says to Sam that Sam dances to Ricky Martin and (laughs) has a big crush on him. Pretends that they're married. And that was in 2000. Sally, does she find out later on that Ricky Martin is gay? Aww. Disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) But Santa, yes, goes real deep with Allie and talks about how though the family has no time for each other, it makes her sad, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that pisses me off. Her mom works inside the house. But they, but okay, but when they when they make the fake for Christmas, okay, so earlier the dad can't make it home for Christmas, so the kids make a fake Christmas tree, right? But whose fault is that? Wait, and then they roast marshmallows, and when they roast marshmallows, they say to the mom, "This is the first time you've done with us with something with us in forever because you've been so busy," and they both are in agreement, so they both have that feeling. I don't know. As a kid that really didn't have parents around, having them at least in the house would be so much better. I know, but and like they... I've got my mom, and mom's sitting here saying, like, I could really use your help. You really want to spend time with your parents, and they're there? Do something with I them. Don't think help that them the do help... what they're doing. I don't think the help, though, is that. I think the help is like, I need you to go ahead and base this turkey. I need you to pack these orders. It was, <laughs> I'm putting you to work. Not help with, like, the house stuff. Like, I'm putting you to work at the catering business. Oh, do you really think her mom would turn her down if she's like, I'd like to spend more time with you. Can I help with your catering business? Oh, no, listen, here's the thing, though. Allie's selfish. <laughs> I know. Thing, like, you this is why <laughs> this girl is, angers me so much. And, like, I have so many deep issues on this movie <laughs> from my own childhood. <laughs> but it's so frustrating because it's like, you. she had opportunities and she didn't even see what she had. Right, she didn't take them, and I get you on that. Look, look, and that's infuriating. Mm-hmm. You know, being a kid from a family who I had both parents and, you know, my siblings and stuff growing up, I don't think I really appreciated them as much as I should have until mm-hmm. I moved away. And and it takes a little time. I mean, she's yeah. 13 years old. So I get yeah. that. Yeah. And that's why that's her, like, deep desire. And that's her own feelings. And that's why Sin is able to tap into that. And at that point, she's like, all right, this dude checks out. I guess he is <laughs> I guess he is Santa. So we go back inside the house and Joey has gotten that machine out of the flower box. But the, and... reason, the way we know he's gotten out of the flower box is because Ed shows up at the house. This is so right. random. Right, Ed the weatherman. So to get there, though, he stole... A snowmobile machine. A, snow- a snowmobile. A snowmobile machine in L.A., by the way? No one. No one. Right. And on top of that, on top of that, Someone with a vacation it. home in Tahoe? He does, well, he does a carjacking. He jacks the snowmobile from the guy. Yep. And then there's so much crime throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The amount of crime that happens is yep. weird. Yep. But Ed steals it, 
He then goes to the house of a stranger. Yeah. Forces his way in to this house where there's a mother and her two kids and the neighbor girl. And then uh, y'all remember his cover story for being there? They won a contest. They won a contest an afternoon with Edwin. And so he's shown up to be there for the afternoon (laughs) on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. Being super weird, touching all the possessions, throwing pictures off of shelves. Asking weird questions about the husband and where he is. Yeah. Uh, I would be like, Ed, you need to leave. You need to. My husband's upstairs. You need to leave. Yeah. He's getting the gun. You need to leave. (laughs) leave. He carries a lampshade throughout the house with him. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? And then she's like, "Well, can I get you?" She's trying to be a courteous host. She's like, mm-hmm. "Can I get you something to drink?" He's like, "No, yes, yes, no, yes." I'll like, take a pot roast. Yeah, give me, <laughs> give me some coffee with, with cream and sugar <laughs> yeah. and butter, and I also need some toast, and I need a pop tart, and a bagel, and a pizza, and a pot roast. Yeah, anything to keep her occupied. Yeah, Jesus. anything that's gonna take you a long time to make. Or maybe some nuts if you have. Candy, chocolate, all of those things. So, so I'm gonna and I'm gonna case your home while you do that. I'm well, gonna go upstairs. He, I'm yes, gonna go up so. the stairs to parts that are not really available to guess to see what happens. I'm gonna open the doors. And then I'm gonna open one of the doors and I see your son is sitting there on the floor and there's weather happening in the the room. And then I'm going to approach him creepily. And have my hands outstretched because I want to take the weather machine to steal it from him. But it's also a child mm-hmm. in the room that I'm going to who approach. Who you threaten with it, uh, being arrested? And you, who you yes, threaten with being arrested? he tells me he's going to go to jail. <laughs> for stealing a thing that he didn't steal that you're stealing. Yep. This for, like, let me say that so, again. For stealing a thing he didn't steal that you're stealing. <laughs> yeah, because the little brother just keeps Joey just keeps yelling, like, I found it. <laughs> and so Edwin somehow immediately turns into a supervillain. Yes, uh, yeah. yes. Like, yes, immediately. And, and I didn't know Ed was the villain of this movie, but then nope. he became it all in the last 15 yeah. minutes. No, it was about 19 minutes left in the movie. He becomes the supervillain. Now we finally learn why he constantly shows up throughout the movie. Yes, and it's like, oh, this dude was supposed to be the villain the whole time? <laughs> it wasn't Allie? It's like, but it's at the shift, right? They want us to shift over, and they're like, well, we need somebody worse than Allie. <laughs> so we're just going to bring this guy in, and then he's going to think that he's going to rule the world with weather and be the best weatherman in the world. <laughs> and insert evil laugh. Like, absolutely terrible. Well, then um, we, we cut back and Santa says that he built the machine mm-hmm. to give everyone the ultimate Christmas gift, a very nice light snow. And there you have it, folks. The Christmas spirit of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. That was the moment. And Santa's like, I wanted to give everybody a simple snow day so everybody could enjoy a little white Christmas across the nation. Mm-hmm. That's a nice thought. But and then, obviously not not great. Allie, Allie, Allie said something that Sam like gives her this look. I have in my notes that look Sam gave. I, I don't even remember what it was, but like Allie said something like real innocent. Like she she wished she had I'm known sure or something. Allie she should she wouldn't have stole it. Yeah. And Sam's like, what? <laughs> you lying bitch. <laughs> 
the last minutes 70 minutes of this film <laughs> over two days that this is a bad idea. Well, Santa says the important thing is they stop the storm and uh-huh. asks where the machine is. So I also want to notice or note that when Joey hands Edwin over the machine, Edwin's able to turn it off immediately. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what the? I thought that we were going to find out that Edwin was like Santa's son or something. <laughs> like he was sitting down or like a former elf or something like that. Right. And he turns it off immediately and he seems to know what the machine is immediately. Yeah. He's not I tall mean, enough to be an elf. He's like uh, <laughs> investigating. He probably figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Is weatherman uh, knowledge. So they got to figure out how to sneak Santa into the house. So they teach Sparky to play Ding Dong Ditch uh-huh. to distract Mom. And they get Santa and Crumpet in the house. And they're running up the stairs as Edwin's coming down. Santa tries to convince him to hand over the machine. But instead he runs back upstairs and then jumps out the bedroom window. Santa and the crew decide to take the stairs, which is the safer route. Right. And they end up introducing Santa and Joey on the way out the door. Can I just say, though, that when uh, Edwin climbs out the window and falls off the roof, that there just happens to be so much snow on the ground that he falls into a nice, soft... Snowbank. Snowbank, yeah. <laughs> so How lucky it, for him. <laughs> at different points of the movie, they say there's 10 inches, 12 inches. 16 inches at one point. Yeah. 16 inches of snow. I feel like there's way more than 16 inches of snow in this movie. Where he landed, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Allie, so, okay, Edwin takes the snowmobile that he arrived on, and he ends up getting to the part where he jacked the snowmobile, seeing the other dude, and then crashing it into a candy warehouse. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Allie and the crew aren't really far behind him. Right, crew gave chase. Mind you, they're on feet right. doing this. They're on foot. Uh, yes. <laughs> they're, they're, they're running. So he crashes into this warehouse, and he flies over the snowmobile and lands in a batch of liquid chocolate, which somehow does not burn him. At all. Right, first off, doesn't burn him and also it seems to be like a vat. Yeah. So he doesn't like hit the bottom either, which he probably should have mm-hmm. and been knocked unconscious. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but the the weather machine had no chocolate on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Somehow he, he pulled it off. Chocolate. Right. <laughs> so the owner of the snowmobile is like a little upset that a snowmobile is all crashed through even though it looks perfectly fine and Santa tells him that perhaps Santa will bring him a new one for Christmas mm-hmm. um, somehow Edwin has completely disappeared in this small amount of time but they're able to follow his chocolate footsteps until they disappear Sparky starts getting rained chocolate on his hand and, and he he's, rather than look up just keeps licking his hand and going back for more chocolate. So my biggest problem here though is the fact that those the, the footprints ended at a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> they ended at a ladder. So Good obviously point. he probably went where up. Where did he go? <laughs> and they all stand there like, I don't where could he be gone? Oh, I was so frustrated during this scene. <laughs> well, he climbed to this top of the platform and he refuses to hand over the machine still. Because he found, Sparky... it, found it found it fair and square. <laughs> right. 
And uh, someone else Sparky is climbs up to him, and Edwin's like trying to fight him off with this giant candy cane. <laughs> wait, wait. He said he found it fair and square, and someone else is home. And Allie looked and said, "That that tracks. That logic tracks. If, yeah. you, find, <laughs> if you find it in someone else's home, yeah, that's yours now." That's why it tracks. That's why it tracks. She's like, yeah. mm, "I see it." Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Maybe we should all walk away. I think oh, he, yeah. it is now. Yeah. Movie over. <laughs> I mean, he turned it off, so it's good, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it's not making weather inside the candy shop, so. Mm-hmm. And the reason so, he wants to, st- he steals this thing is to be the best weatherman ever. Yeah. Odd flex. Odd but reason for doing it. super not going to help him either because nope. he's still awful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> still snooze. Um, Edwin uses the candy cane to zip line across the entire factory and he loses his grip on the weather machine and drops it. But Allie dives oh, and great catch, catches it way. before yeah. it hits the ground. So she, okay, so Allie Allie's a 13-year-old girl. Should be the starting center fielder for the LA Angels. Uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um maybe your left fielder because I think Mike Trout plays center field. So she cuz the way she runs out and then outstretches her hands to make the catch of the weather machine. I don't know. I thought maybe she should be like a wide receiver. Or a so yeah. I was thinking wide receiver at first, but the, <laughs> the passes aren't that close to the ground. That's uh, true. You know what I I'm mean, saying? sometimes they are. Right. And she like scoops <laughs> on the ground. But like the way she dives and catches the, the thing, I was thinking an outfielder because the ball's like hit into the gap and she dives out and catches it. She's got a future in sports for she sure. Yeah, yeah. If um, she doesn't get pregnant first. But you know, also, right, right, right. I'd like to note that when we see Edwin with the weather machine as he takes the candy cane to fly across the factory, um, it has chocolate on it at that point. Yeah. But then when Allie catches it, the chocolate magically disappears. Because the chocolate doesn't, <laughs> doesn't count when it's in Allie's hands. Correct. And she's making superstar catches. <laughs> Well, Edwin lands in this giant cardboard box of cotton candy. Just so open, a, open box of cotton candy. So the cotton candy is now sticking to his chocolate. Correct. <laughs> and when he gets out of the box, Edwin just kind of puts his arms out towards Santa and asks for the machine back. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta try it. You gotta try it. You gotta try it. <laughs> At which point... Yeah, Santa hugs it closer to his chest and is like, no, sorry, (laughs) no. And Edward tries to leave, but the elves detain him. Yep. And they go back to the summer house, and Edwin is bitching about being detained. Mm -hmm. And Santa's working on repairing the machine. However, he cannot figure out what is wrong with it. And Allie asks, has he checked the batteries? And he said that can't possibly be an issue because Mary batteries last 100 years. Then he remembers, oh, I didn't have any every Mary, every Mary Ever batteries. Mary, yeah. So I got I use some generic ones, so mm-hmm. the batteries might be out. And lo and behold. They are. So he pops the batteries in. The machine whirls, comes back to life. Bad boy fires right up. Santa's like, let's set it to a nice 53 and put the sun back out here in LA. So, actually, the villain of this movie is Santa, who just <laughs> couldn't change batteries in a damn machine. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> but um, Santa and the elves the now have, yes, it, the sun comes out, fixes it. He and the elves have just enough time to get back to wrap up 
for Christmas. And Allie asks Santa about her naughty list status. And He's like, he Fan, tells you're still on the naughty permanent. list. Yeah, definitely right, still on the naughty still list. still on it right now. <laughs> like, I mean, this um, whole thing yeah. is because you stole from my house. Yeah. Like, like I mean, you're not off the hook. Try again <laughs> next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You stole, I mean, you stole from my home. Yeah. Right? You you are aware you did that. So, you showed up. So that's why you're on the Sam, list. Sam, though. Sam tried to stop you. Still on the nice yeah. list. Keep it up, Sam. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Allie, maybe you should listen to your friend Samson. <laughs> I don't know. Sam knows where it's at, yo. <laughs> he tells her she's a trailblazer with a sense of adventure, but that sense of adventure comes with responsibility, and she just can't waste her energy on skipping homework and stealing. And he explains what responsibility is to her. And, and then Sam said in the background, the that's what I... I've been saying, man. <laughs> but this whole time, Santa says nothing to Sam. Sam gets no love whatsoever, even no. though she is on the nice list. She's been the best friend through all of this. She just got crapped on this entire time. Well, and Sam, she didn't need an attaboy. No attention. That's all it was. She just didn't need an attaboy. She, she didn't get nothing. She didn't need one. She didn't need an attaboy. I she needed didn't... one for her. Oh, uh, no, she was fine with it. She didn't need an attaboy. And, uh, <sighs> At this point, he he asks Ed why he's the way he is. Yeah, which he doesn't really explain doesn't besides he saying, doesn't... it's not fair. Yeah. I spent my Everything. whole life. Yeah, I've been a nerd my whole life, and it was all for nothing, basically. Yeah. Yep. But Santa gives him an opportunity to work in a place where weather is exciting and people share the same enthusiasm as long as he promises to be good. And that's Allie, in Antarctica. Yeah, that we find that out at the end. But yeah. Allie whispers a uh, favor Santa, into Santa's ear. I got one ear. more favor. Yeah. She <laughs> shouldn't be asking for list, favors. But... Yeah, I know I'm on the naughty list, and I know the standard operating procedure is to give me coal. <laughs> but I I helped you get back the weather machine I stole that landed in someone else's hands that came back to you. So, I mean, yes, yeah, granted, if I never steal it, it never happens. But since it did... You think you can reverse this dumb thing I did and help get my dad home? <laughs> well, I don't know why that had to be whispered, but yeah, it was very get, obvious. Yes, yeah, okay. it's obvious. But we get to the next day, which is Christmas Day. Mom tells Allie that she did not get her rollerblades because of the storm, and basically and because said, of all the canceled oh, for- parties. And then Allie was like, "Oh, I forgot about that. It was a material thing, and this whole thing is my fault." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because of the canceled parties, they'll be having turkey sandwiches for the next five years. Jokes, LOL. Um, Allie says, asks if they can wait until dad gets home to open the presents. And mom's like, are you sure that might be a while? It might yeah, not even be today. He's not coming for right now. And she's like, yeah, I put in a, f- I asked for a favor. Yeah. So just then a postcard from Santa appears on the cactus tree. And it's a picture of Santa and our two elves. And it says, your gifts should arrive right about dot, dot, dot. Allie opens it up and it says now. And that's when we hear a horn honking outside and a Hummer pulls up and dad hops out. Uh-huh. He explained he hopped a ride with these two guys that said they were going his way. And we see the window roll down. And in the front seat, we got Sparky and Crumpet. And, and they dad calls him Allie. Crumpy and Sparky. And she's like, it's <laughs> yeah. Sparky and Crumpet, Dad. He's like, how did you know? And she's like, long story. I'll tell you how I stole Santa's machine later. <laughs> and why it took you so long to get home. Because it's my fault. Uh, 
Dad pulls out the charm for mom's bracelet, and it's a snowflake. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Dad explains um, that he loves the them all so much, blah, 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 blah. And it's so nice being there with them. It's like the ultimate, the ultimate Christmas, Christmas present. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Who mm-hmm. knew this was all about spending time with your family? Uh, everybody else, <laughs> except for Ali. Right. Um, okay, that's the end of the movie. Oh, Brenda Song's character, Sam, and her mom come over, everybody parties. Can I also mention how this entire conversation is taking place outside in the snow in their pajamas and they're not even wet? <laughs> I just want to put that out there. That did happen. That did happen. Yeah. The movie uh-huh. actually ends with Edwin in Antarctica teaching all these nerdy guys in bow ties about weather. Yeah. And they're all happy. That's how it ends. Yeah. And so, I think he's so cool. Hottest of takes. Um, Santa should not have brought the dad home. No, she yeah. needs to learn something. Yeah. Correct. She doesn't learn anything from her uh, mistake by that. Nope. But I guess the thing is, mom doesn't have to suffer for some for her to learn that lesson, right? I, like, sure. other people are suffering. Yeah, I guess at least mom and Joey don't. But this is her fault, though. Yeah. So yeah. she needed to but suffer. you're punishing the other two, I guess. You're not you punishing them. Because no, you are because they want they want him there. That's the thing. That they're not, it's not a punishment <laughs> because she created this problem. So you're rewarding her by fixing it. Like, yes, they are experiencing the same ramifications because of it. But it's not like he he didn't, Santa didn't fix this for them. Right. right? He did it for her and they happen to benefit. Maybe that's the part that was whispered that we're not supposed to know. Yeah. She wanted him to come home from mom and, and Joe. No, nah, that was 100% <laughs> selfish. She's just selfish. Uh, Lindsay, how did you think of, what did you think of the movie? I, I mean, really opened up some deep wounds in my, <laughs> my my past that I probably wasn't ready to uh, work through and or talk about on a podcast. Well, you had to for the last hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. So it's, it's been painful. This movie was painful. <laughs> it sucked. I, I hate this girl. She <laughs> has definitely, like, I actually went through and now ranked worst main characters. In the films and that, she is done. now at the top. <laughs> Who's second? Marnie? Marnie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. That's what... Who's third? Uh, Brittany from Stuck in the Suburbs. Okay, okay, that's the top three. And then we go we go Smart House, Ben, and Quince, Jamie. Okay. Those are my Kimberly tops. J. Brown's on there twice. Kimberly yes, J. Brown's on there twice. Is. I'm like, two and five. Two and five. <laughs> <laughs> so, Loretta, what did you think of the movie? I mean, it... I don't know, because they're like... What makes a a movie like this for me is like having that like Christmas spirit moment, right? So it, it, this movie had that. So in that sense, I guess I liked it because you know the whole like family being together. But overall, I wasn't a really big fan. For me, I I thought it was eh. Yeah. I feel like because I feel like Ali's selfishness just is just so much and unnecessary. Like she's so much, and Sam's telling her the right thing to do the whole time. I could have done with her being so mean to Sam. I could have done less with that mm-hmm. because Sam is just trying to help. Right. And then the whole Ed stuff is dumb. That's all of so it. unnecessary. All of it's dumb. Yeah. Allie being the bad guy and then she learns her lesson when Santa gets the machine back. Or even if someone else stole the machine. Like, let's say, let's say a rival of Santa came and stole the machine. I mean, you could even have it just that, that Joey got Jack his Frost. hands on it and like took it away and so they don't know where it is. 
True. You know, like you didn't need the whole like second story. This random weatherman. No, but you have to because you have to have somebody that is worse than Allie because they've (laughs) already put her pretty. She can't just have this moment in the garage where she's like, you know what? You're right. All I really wanted was to spend time with my family. And then we move on. Like you, nobody wants her to win. She needs something bigger to fight against for her to be the hero. True. I mean, yeah, I, I guess, but I I don't know. I just, I feel like there was, like, a lot of unnecessary stuff in here to make the movie be as long as it was. I, I, I will give like you it that. it was, like, filler. Lindsay, yeah, who, won, well, who, who won the movie for you? Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> I can I see that. Yes. Yes, Sam won the movie for me, too. But, I, no, she won the movie, but really the person that won the movie for me was Crumpet. Okay, because Crumpet, <laughs> his inventions were so cutting edge. I, I just loved all of them. Yeah. Loretta, who won the movie for you? Um, I'm going to have to go with Joey just because, you know. Yeah. You know, he he's just kind of there and like he had like all the right moments in the movie to like move it along, I felt like. Yeah, I agree. I, I like Joey. He's I like probably Joey. one of my, next to Sam, he's probably one of my favorite characters in the movie. We're gonna, I'm going to rank my favorite side characters because mm-hmm. he would be on the list. Yeah. He would be on the list. Who who lost the movie? Lindsay? <laughs> I think you know my answer. Yeah. I actually have a, I have a few losers, okay? <laughs> Obviously, Ali's a loser. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Terrible. Um, Blake. Another loser. Blake's a big loser for me, right? Doesn't get his party. Doesn't get this stalker girl. To me, he's probably still sitting in his mansion. (laughs) (laughs) He's having his home alone moment. I'm sure he's fine. Well, and then Mrs. Claus loses the movie for me because uh, she gets a quick cameo. And it seemed like they set her to be important and she wasn't. Yeah, she's kind of a waste of a character, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah, she, she really was. You could have just had them find out that Santa needed help some other way, and then they yeah. would have came down to help. Yeah. You the weird thing for me is on the Disney Plus, like the little image they show for the movie, it's is... her and Santa, and mm-hmm. that's like point two seconds of the entire movie. Unnecessary. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah, it's, it's a weird choice. Yeah. Lindsay, would you like to know who won a life? Would I like to know who won at life? Yeah. Sparky. Uh, okay. You know why Sparky won at life? He's the voice of Patrick Starr <laughs> on SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> My I guy is he still... He winning at life before that, this movie. Yeah. Yes. But he has plays Patrick since the beginning. He's just making... SpongeBob has been on from 1999. Like for a long time. Till it's still on. Yeah. And he still plays the voice of Patrick Starr. That's fair. But who of our child actors won it? Brenda Song. I'm not even, let me play with you. I know. Why do I? (laughs) I'm not even sure it's even a question. (laughs) It doesn't even matter who's in the movie with her. If Brenda Song is in the movie, she is the one that wins it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Win, win, win. I mean, she, she won, she won Stuck in the Suburbs. She won here. She won in life. She won my heart. You know what I'm saying? This is a Brenda Song is the best. Brenda Song's the best. Shouts to Macaulay Culkin. Do what you gotta do, my friend. Continue to date her. She's amazing. I mean, that's dating up for him, isn't it? Uh, that's mean. 
That's mean. Macaulay's. I'm not saying no, 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 no. I'm saying, I feel like she's like her status is higher than. I'm him, just saying. I feel like that's no. I, I don't think it is. I don't oh, think it I, is. I wouldn't think so. No. I wouldn't think it is. I mean, for I me, it like, is. I feel like. <laughs> but like, I feel like I prefer her to him. Like, I think I if you ask most people, they would say, "Oh, she was that girl that had a small part in Social Network," and that's all they would have. Oh, I would Wasn't not also, even think of Social on Network a, on a new girl. It's a very small part. But Macaulay Culkin, he's Kevin McAllister. Yeah, for life. It's, he'll always be Kevin McAllister. They're like, hey, do the thing he's with the hands on your face. He also has the good son with uh, Elijah Wood. But he also has Home Alone 2. <laughs> Lost in New York. <laughs> have you ever seen the good son? No, have you seen Home Alone and Home Alone 2? Those are Macaulay Culkin joints. Those are Macaulay Culkin joints. Also available on Disney Plus. Well, speaking of speaking of of Home Alone, let's an easy transition. Join Noretta will be on an episode (laughs) of Top Five Go, and she will be talking about her favorite Christmas movies. I will. Home Alone does get spoken about Mm -hmm. by the people, so listen to that. Noretta, you got anything else you want to promote? No, I feel like, you, you know, just uh, make sure you listen to that one because it's a really fun, uh, we had a lot of fun talking about our top five. Yes. You don't want to promote your holiday consultant company that you're going <laughs> 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 to All we of keep your bringing you back. All of your holiday. I'm business cards. So they're gonna. If you want a Christmas card from me, just uh, reach out to Kevin at Podcast <laughs> and let him know, and I will make sure that you get my business card. Um, official uh, KG Fury Network uh, holiday correspondent. Because yes. you know that's quite the title, and I think I'm gonna run with it. <laughs> what other holidays do you uh, specialize in? Well, Halloween. Uh, yeah, Halloween, you know, we already did that one. I mean, if you, there's, you know, there's some Valentine's movies. I'm not really, I hate I hate the holiday, but they got some pretty good movies about it. Valentine's, so we'll talk about those when we come around to yeah. those. She, um, yeah. Expect to hear Noretta possibly for Luck of the Irish. Who knows? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite holidays. And, you know, any, uh, any uh, movie about St. Patrick's Day. Even, <laughs> I even like watching the Leprechaun movies. You know, the first movies that, like, Jennifer Aniston got her start in. <laughs> Check out the episode. Also, listen to see uh, hear Noretta make the case for Up in the Air, um, a non-holiday movie that Noretta pushes as a holiday movie. Make sure you listen. Um, I, to I that. beg to differ. Um, yeah, this movie. I approve my point. This movie. I said. I told. I sent Kevin Lindsay. I sent Kevin a picture of this movie yesterday, and I said even the maker of this movie considers it a holiday movie. So, booyah! She reaches out for uh, some of my advice, and I also agree with her. So, <laughs> See, yeah. The movie came out I, in April. We talk about it in depth. The, the, the maker of this movie <laughs> thinks it's a holiday movie. I proved that to you yesterday. Whoa, Lindsay listen. agrees with me. Because <laughs> I asked her, I said, do you think this movie is a holiday movie? And she said, yeah. Well, and I was all like, ah! <laughs> listen, listen, listen. It came out in April. We talk about it extensively. It don't matter. We're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into it. Christmas cheer all year long. <laughs> Lindsay, you have anything you want to promote? Um, no, just uh, email us if you have a movie that you'd like us to review. And don't forget to subscribe in all the places you get your podcasts. Yeah, also, um, if you like this movie, let us know in the comments on Instagram or in the comments on the 
Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Give us five stars, rate and review. Also follow us on the Fury Podcast Network and listen to all the things we're doing here on the show. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, or also on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. So check out all of those things. Noretta, thank you for joining us once again. It was again. a pleasure to be here. I had fun again. Yes, yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> we'll see you again next year, so around this time next year. Yeah, sounds, sounds like it. You know, I can come back sooner too. We'll see you on other holidays. Yeah, let's <laughs> we'll be Irish. Irish. For the July. <laughs> for the July. <laughs> if it's a holiday, I'll be here. <laughs> All right. With that, I think that's it. Yeah, Until next time. Next time. Bye. Bye.